tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always, Xavier Guerrero, <laughs> and on the ones two, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. Some guy asked me if, if if I thought I made you do that, or you really wanted to do that. Uh, Sam used to do it, and I used to get jealous because I didn't have, I wasn't part of the intro no more. Yeah. So he was like, "You handle rock." Yeah, just... there you go. So he, wa- I make him do it, but he wants <laughs> yes, to do it. Yeah, that's how it goes. Now he makes me. I wanted to. Now I'm made. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> so, guys, uh, yesterday or two days ago, uh, we were supposed to record a, a show on uh, Monday, but our guest canceled at the last second. So we we, uh, we recorded two. We're recording two on Wednesday, which means you got this today on Thursday, and then we're going to drop another one uh, tomorrow. But uh, on Tuesday was the sixth anniversary of Tinfall Hat. Uh, I dropped the episode with Eddie Bravo. It was 53 minutes long, and it changed my life. I love you very much. I cannot express to you enough how thankful I am for everything you've done for me and my family, for my friends here. And uh, I, I personally think we weren't the first conspiracy podcast. There were some really great podcasts out there. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Higher Side Chats, uh, you know, uh, Things They Don't Want You to Know. And there, the list goes on. We were, uh, we were not the first, obviously. But I do believe that Tim Fall Hat helped change the game. And because this podcast is so popular with so many of you, we've we've helped to encourage other people to start podcasts. And now there's so many conspiracy podcasts, which is so great. The more, the merrier. They can't quiet us all. Uh, and because of this show, it's a dangerous, dangerous show. Uh, we we uh, we're shadow banned a lot of places, but the show keeps growing. And we just want you to know, and I'll ask these guys to make comments, but I just want you to know that we really work our asses off to put out the best show we can for you guys. And we, we really have you in mind when we book guests and, and you know, work hard. So I just want you guys all to know that, that we really love this show. And we love you, and we take this show very serious. So we're always trying to do the best show. I know I talk a lot sometimes. And I try not to. It is your job. It is you my job. You are the host of the show. I am the host. And some of you get mad. I get it. But this is the show. So, XG, do you got anything to say? Uh, just that. I appreciate you guys. I mean, like Sam says, changed our lives. I, I mean, I, I love every message that I get from you guys saying, if it wasn't for you, you guys get me through my work. Hours go by fast. And, I mean, sometimes we're like, damn, what the fuck do I do for a living? I just try to be funny and look shit up that people already know about. But messages like that literally changed our lives which i know you get those a lot i i don't know if you got in them johnny just like oh you guys yeah, changed my life you guys woke yeah shit like that send them yeah send them if you can 
Especially means everything. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, we have Johnny. the best, we have the greatest job there is, yeah. and uh, we wouldn't do it if if nobody was listening. You know, maybe we would actually. We might we just would. be talking. I'm crazy. In a room. I would just talk. But to uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm in eternal gratitude for that. I am too. There's people like Robin Basil. She's uh handles the social media, and Mark Steve from my family thinks I'm crazy. He books the show, and you know, Dana uh, helps us with the uh, sponsors that help us pay our bills. And we appreciate you putting up with all that stuff. And there's been people along the way that were on the show and, you know, Off the Grid Ryan and all, all them and uh, A-A-Ron. And so, you know, Bravo, every, Bravo. Eddie Bravo. Yeah. Without Eddie Bravo, this show, who knows where it'd be. So we love him. Please check out his new show, uh, his new podcast. Look into it. it. People love it. It's already one of the top shows on uh rockfin so we love you very much and we appreciate you so we're not gonna get into too much but just go to sam all my dates are there all my shows are there all my premium contents there sam tripoli.com uh i'm gonna be in arizona uh, where, where are my events real quick and then we'll get to the show we got david zed on uh we got um but I'm going to be in Patavia, Illinois, January 12th through the 14th. And then Phoenix, Arizona, uh, January 19th through the 21st. And then Tacoma, Spokane are coming up in February. I got a bunch of shows coming there. So go to samtriplee.com. Anything else, guys? Uh, we just did a uh, episode of We Don't Smoke the Same with someone from the Ukraine that actually touched foot in the Ukraine, saw dead Russians. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole, go check out We Don't Smoke the Same. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. We just did Broken Sam too, and we just released one Monday. So we 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 talked. We talked to somebody who saw a werewolf. Yeah, man. And on the new one, we talked to somebody who t- literally saw an angel. An angel. So, so we, yeah, I mean, we we're saw cool. we had hot Christian janitors on <laughs> talking about seeing angels. So check that out wherever podcasts are. Yeah. Available. So. Uh, enjoy this episode. It's with uh, David Zed, and we uh, go from uh, uh, it's we go deep, man. It's a it's a fun, crazy show. Enjoy the show. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. All right, let's get into it. He's returning champion. Uh, he's been on before, and he's back again at the popular. Popular demand. People, the people have spoken. Uh, he has a podcast called Generation Z. Please welcome Dave Zed back to the show with some dangerous information. How are you, Dave? Sam, I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's an honor to be here, and thank you so very much for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, so, how are you? Real quick. For those who may not be familiar with you, with your podcast, your your last couple appearances on the show, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where our listeners can find you? Sure. So my name is Dave Zed. Uh, you can find me by typing in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or YouTube. Generation is a space Z-E-D, Generation Z. I know, you know, depending where you are in the world, that's spelled and pronounced differently. Generation Z podcast. And basically what we do is we essentially... Um, try to uncover and also explore a multitude of different ideas having to do with uh, the paranormal, high strangeness, the UFO, UAP topic, and the intercorrelation between military intelligence and the scientific community, um, if you will. In other words, I don't like to say I am right and somebody else is wrong or vice versa. It's more so exploring different angles of perhaps 
different perspectives of the same underlying idea or concept and finding a way to perhaps intertwine and I guess you could say accumulate all of that in a way sort of like different slices of a pizza. It's all a pizza, but, you know, it's cut up into different slices. But just because one slice has a little more pepperoni on it than the other slice doesn't make it uh, doesn't not make it a pizza. Right. So that's basically what uh, what we do uh, with the podcast. I agree, bro. I totally agree. And you know what? I'm really pissed that they've ruined pizza for everybody. Right. We can't just like pizza because of carbs. No, because (laughs) of all the fucking weirdness. Right. Like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, dude, talk about pizza, bro. It's like I like pizza. I like to have it with mushrooms. We just on need it. a new. We need like you know. Remember they did freedom fries. We need something like for pizza, like a new spin on pizza. Yeah, yeah, like yeah for sure. So, uh, Zed, you you you've had some uh, Dave. You've had you've been hit me up. We finally got you on. It was like uh, some miscommunication and some stuff, but here we are in in it. And you say you have some dangerous research. What what is this dangerous research? Sure. So if I can give you, if you can let me go on, say, a three, four minute ramble or tangent, I can summarize it if that's all right. I I will try my best. Sure. (laughs) So basically, um, as I just had said, I had started the podcast or the show probably about at this point, two and a half, uh, three years ago at the most. And looking back, the show was a very powerful, I guess you could say, autodidactic tool. And what I mean by that is learning from teaching and teaching from learning, having people in the comments contribute their ideas, you know, going on uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Generation Z to uh, continue the discussion even more so. But what essentially happened was this time last year, this time last December, I started going through all the stuff that all the content I was making on the show. And I started to realize, I said, hold on a second. I sort of took a big picture view and I said, it seems as though a lot of the research I've been doing with respects to things like anti-gravity and all of that seems to not be as complicated as some make it seem when you start to sift through a lot of the crap. And I'm not saying that I haven't fallen for stuff because I obviously have, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I haven't. I realized, hold on this may be feasible without some big laboratory, without some big whatever. So for many, many months, uh, what I did was I started self-teaching, self-learning, a combination of both theoretically and in an engineering sort of experimental sense. Again, it was trying my best. I don't know everything at all, but um, electrical engineering, particle physics, chemistry, and optics, because there seems to be an interconnection between all of them. And Basically, long story short, what I'm about to say from here on out, I'm not asking anybody to believe me. I'm simply asking uh, respectfully to just be open to what I'm saying. Um, I essentially, with a couple you know, thousand dollars saved up, for lack of a better term, cracked various forms of what people would or could call anti-gravity. Now, what happened was I was in a very you know, large area with a lot of land. And I essentially tapped various forms of accessing this energy. I don't really like to call it anti-gravity so much as it is negating gravity or shielding the electromagnetic radiation that we call empty space or the ether. And then I started to ramp up the experiments. I started adding more power to it. I started um, implementing lasers and very old microwaves and things like this. And then what happened was it probably didn't help that where I was at the time, there was a, you know, military base 40 minutes from where I was basically had some jets fly over when as far as to even after a couple times of turning what I call the generator on um, it basically sent out like a ground wave EMP now I had found ways to sort of conceal that after but initially I didn't know within a week or two I had 
I re I did reach out to a couple of people, but simultaneously I had people from various departments of the, the DOD. And I don't say this in a bragging way to be clear, uh, DARPA and a couple other places that basically were all of a sudden, Hey, we like your show. We're interested in your work. Now call me a conspiracy theorist, but I find it quite interesting and ironic that just a week or two after turning this generator on, which is only about three, four feet in width, maybe about four feet in, in height, probably. All of a sudden, after I turn this on multiple times, I start getting contacted and people start reaching out. So what ended up happening essentially was that I thought, you know, this is not a laboratory. You know, it's repeatable, this experiment in various ways, but maybe it's the wind doing something. I'm not going to jump and say, hey, look, you know, I, I discovered this and I'm certainly not the first one to crack it or anything like that. But what ended up happening was. I then um, was given the opportunity to make ver uh, certain presentations to various levels of uh, individuals in the DOD, certain uh, lieutenant colonels, certain high-level academics, you name it. And basically, long story short, the next thing I next question I got was, you know, um, you want to come out to the to one of the, to the laboratories to to you know prove your your concept is uh, proof of principle or proof of concept uh, in a workable sense. So I, I wrote up basically what's called a white paper. Um, typed up the you know materials I would have needed, of which I will say, it is of my opinion that, and we can get into this after, 40 to 60% of people have in their homes the vast majority of materials needed to crack this stuff. It's a lot simpler than a lot of people might think. One doesn't necessarily have to be a scientist. Now, we'll get into that shortly, but long story short, went to one laboratory, went to another. Um, it ended up working, uh, basically was able to make a, you know, a couple things go flying, whether it was a, a quartz crystal ball or whether it was a, you know, a marble ball or even, you know, a coffee cup, things like this. And the more, I, you know, you would scale up certain conditions electrically and magnetically, the stronger that field would become that basically blocked out what we could consider, you know, the space time metric, if that makes sense. And so basically one thing I realized is that the more I learn about this stuff, whether theoretically or experimenting, the more questions I have. And to me, that speaks to me in a philosophical sense with regards to not to be all corny, but the joy is in the journey, which goes back to, you know, ancient Egypt, uh, Sumer, Mesopotamia, uh, you know, the caduceus is life and things like this. Now, for those, for your audience, to give an example of what this technology could do. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on. I got to ask questions. We're, sure. We're, I, I was nice. I gave you your four minutes. Thank you. Daddy's got questions. Um, so, so what my question, I already know what people are going to say in the, in the comment section sure. is how, how can, is, does gravity exist? Does it exist? Like, you know, uh, is it that there is this invisible force uh, associated with this plane or this planet, whatever it may be, that is holding us down? And then the question gets to why is helium able to escape gravity? What is the purpose of that? Uh, you know, it, it's lighter than air. Okay. But why, but why does that affect, why would that affect gravity? if it's lighter than air. So the question is, do you believe gravity exists and have you been able to prove it? Because they've never been able, according to uh, people on the show, the prophet Eddie Bravo and John, you can jump in anytime. Uh, they've never been able to, to uh, what's the word? Re, re, uh, 
to create gravity. They've been able to reproduce like, it. There we go. What they can't do is get a ball and keep water around the whole ball. I get they that. They can't do that. I've never that. seen that part I get done. that. Yeah. But and they, I imagine they would say it's a matter of scale, right? They just don't have the scale to... To, to, to create the to create the gravity. That's just my guess. Yeah, I don't, you're I just don't know. spitballing at this point. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I I would very strongly agree with uh, with the fact that I don't think gravity exists in the way that has been presented academically or otherwise. And that actually goes to a whole other topic. But I would say that I would strongly agree in that regard. With respects to helium, I would actually say as well that. I appreciate you bring that up, Sam, because it's not a coincidence that NASA is the largest, I guess you could say, harvester or collector of helium um, on, on the planet. And the reason for such is because it has to do with what's called basically um, angular momentum and lattice ion coupling. Basically, it's what one can affect with helium when applying certain electric, magnetic and plasma gases to the helium one can essentially void and get the ions in what we call empty space to essentially, I guess you could say, create a, a quantum effect, if that makes sense, and push all the other gravity like in a swimming pool, like you're doing, you're swimming, like the, you're treading water, basically, and keep that going constantly and consistently. So what I will say is that there's more than one way to tap it. That is certainly one way. Um, how Randall Carlson with Graham Hancock mentioned on Rogan about plasmoids and implosion instead of explosion, that's another way. I'm uh, of the humble perspective that there are seven fundamental ways to tap this, whether with liquids, whether with helium, whether with elect electricity, different forms of magnets, um, without you know any fancy metamaterial kind of stuff or whatever. Um, I, I, to, I would largely agree, actually. I think what's been called gravity has been deliberately um, uh, an intelligence psychological operation in order to stagnate the field academically while giving the illusion of progress and then getting everybody else, you know, the average person to go, ah, it's nonsense. Yeah. I think it's interesting, dude. It's, again, it's like, you know, the notion of like gravity because an apple fall fell on a guy's head and suddenly we just all run with this idea and we all just believe it. And then right. it's just like the question it is like you're a crazy person. But I've also learned that when you question these things, you tend to get to like what are they lying to us about, right? And like people get so scared because they just don't want to focus on anything other than just making money and paying their bills. And anything right. outside that, they just are tired of it. They just would like all of this stuff and we'll get back to what you're talking about, but all this stuff that we see, like, you know, the story of, um, the story of, um, you know, uh, slavery. It's like, it's not real. It like the, the, it's not real. Like, like this whole thing with reparations and all, it's not real, man. I mean, if you really want to go, go all the way back to Africans selling Africans, but what about the Moors? Nobody wants to talk about that because we all love status quo. It's like status quo is just easy to digest. We all, oh yeah, we agree on it. You agree on it. You agree on it. Yeah. And we can all right. go on and move on our life and keep cashing checks in a corrupt fucking Luciferian system. Like, I'm sorry, right. it's just the truth, man. It's just, it's just the truth. So when we get to gravity, everyone just wants to believe in gravity. I don't, I don't know what the purpose, what they gain from that. It, it's just weird, right? Is that, is that to keep 
that that's how water stays on is that is that why they make us believe in gravity i don't know well it, essentially to your point it it speaks to this same deliberate confusion and now i'm gonna uh, i guess watch my words a little bit here but there are academics around the world and also military intelligence individuals to be fair that i am of the humble understanding and at least based on my experience they will come out and essentially attack anyone not disprove their equations or experiments but attack the person doing the equations or experiments as crazy and things like this meanwhile the same ones doing the attacking and they're doing the attacking because that person got close to cracking it if you will is the same person that in their own academic papers are writing equations that contradict the same thing they said doesn't work yeah it's, it's fucking weird it, spe it speaks to gatekeepers it speaks to exactly what you said uh, sam it's, it's also been calculated for example that um it, or hypothesized that one can model human behavior both electrically and magnetically and find this is when it gets a bit spooky if one really looks into it find a way to essentially model different outcomes of the behavior because if we are, let's say, for example, and not to get esoteric, I'll give a literal example here. If we at the, at the core or source of, let's just say, our soul, chi, prana, you name it, are, I guess you could say, quote unquote, beings of light. Now, before I carry on, I want to say, just give me one second to the audience that's probably rolling their eyes at that. It speaks to this idea of, for example, people, some people believe in ghosts and spirits, others don't. But for example, when we look at, you know, carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide in the garage, you say, oh, you know, honey, the, the garage door is closed and the car's been on. Holy crap, I got to turn it off because the, the monoxide, the dioxide, all that stuff's going to kill me. You can't touch carbon monoxide or dioxide, just like a laser. You can grab one at Walmart, point the laser beam at your hand. You could see the light on your hand, but you can't physically feel any form of the interference of the beam with your hand. So my whole thing is, why is it that for some reason, to your point, Sam, that people will say, oh, that stuff is nonsense, when in reality, they are around the same type of chemicals and particles that with some slight manipulation, create what our ancestors have called, you know, magic, for lack of a better term. And so I'd, I'd like to basically say that when we look, for example, at when someone goes to watch a movie, we understand that when we go to a movie theater, there's a projector at the back of the room that is emitting light onto the screen that essentially is emitting light that then creates, you know, motion pictures for our entertainment. That projector is a nuts and bolts projector, right? So that nuts and bolts product is projecting much, much lighter and far less denser particles that we call light of different colors and things like this. Now, let's take that example of the projector emitting light and let's flip it around. What if for a moment we were to consider, I'm not saying I'm correct, but what if for a moment we were to consider that the source of our consciousness or what makes us us is in fact light projecting across a period of time where over time, our being, if you will, our isness or our soul goes into something denser and denser, like a body, if you will, for lack of a better term. D does that make sense? Yes. Right. It does. And I, I, I agree with you strongly at one time on Union of the Unwanted when you said that uh, basically it's a spiritual war. I would completely agree with that because one thing I'll tell you is that when I'm, when I'm in the laboratory or when I'm observing certain, certain things, 
it's it's indiscernible, dare I say, from what our ancestors used to call magic. And I do firmly believe we are a species basically rediscovering uh, the same different methodologies over and over again, whether it's the ancient Egyptians, whether it's, you know, Coral Castle, Mr. Um, Ed Laskalnin. Basically, I, what we're seeing essentially is a butchering in the academic system. So that going back to that p- pizza example, what we have is basically... One person is a chemist, another one is a physicist, another one is, you know, um, uh, an expert in optics, or another one's a ceramic engineer. Their egos get in the way. And I'm of the humble opinion, it's almost as if the system has been set up to take advantage of that human element of our egos, where, for example, say, Sam, you're a physicist, and you come to me and you go, Dave, you know, you're a chemist, I'd like to work with you on some stuff, see if we can make something work in the lab. But then I, with the ego, I go, no, 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 Sam, you're a physicist. Stay in your lane, man. I'm, I'm a chemist. I know what I'm talking about in my field. When in reality, it's not about, in my humble view, knowing everything about every category so much as it is about knowing a good amount in each category and then comprising all of it in order to bring it all together. Now, with that said, if we were to apply that with respects to you know UFOs, for example, or even ghosts, Sam, say you and I are driving in a car and we're driving and you say, Dave, holy crap, there, there seems to be a UFO there. I see, you know, you say, Dave, I see a pyramid and I look and I see a craft in the same spot as where you pointed, but I see a sphere or a cube, for example, right? Yeah. Not, neither of us are right nor wrong because it comes down to what you as a person are perceiving and experiencing, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, there's no reality. There's only perception. I think that's very important. Listen, man, the longer I do this show, the more and more I realize wherever we live is not what they tell us it is. Uh, I I mean, Johnny, you're the more sensible one on this show, I would say. Sometimes. Do you still believe that we're on a spinning ball that spins around the sun? Did you know I'm a simulation theory guy? So I don't I think that's irrelevant. I don't think that's I mean, to me, that's not a relevant question. Like it could be, but it that it could be that, and everything that it appears, all appearances could mislead us. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the simu- we don't know what the rules of the simulation are. Yeah, it. you know what I mean? Yeah, that's something, right? right? It's I some just, kind of yeah. Realm. But I think I don't think you'll. I don't know if you'll find satisfaction personally. You know what I mean? Like seeking answers to those questions, but. Do you, you get, I think the search will just be endless. If yeah, you do that. I think but, it's, but I think there's ma- never yeah. you never get to the center of a rotten onion. You just keep That's peeling. It. That's it. And peeling and peeling and peeling, and you keep thinking you're almost there. There's another layer. There's another layer. You know? So then infinity. Yeah, I mean, but these meat suits that we're in, whatever they are, whether you think they're here, whether we're sent here to learn something or we're trapped here. Because of a demiurge or whatever you want to believe, right? Yeah. These meat suits don't allow us to comprehend certain things. That's a big part of it. And they're always like, oh, we only use 10% of our brain. Or we use all percent of our brain and we're only allowed to understand 10% of what's going on around us. Well, you hear that about people who have NDEs, near-death experiences. You know, that they feel like almost like the limiter has been taken off. You know what I mean? It's yes. like they're- And they look at their dead body as like dirty clothes. Right. Yeah. Right. Just- yeah. Super interesting, bro. I was just thinking this, and we'll get back to it. If we're really like, if you want to believe, and like, 
It's so hard to go. I'm a flat earther, right? Because uh, I'm with you. I'm more of a realm person, and Eddie Bravo gets so upset. Yeah, and I, when I say <laughs> I use simulation loosely, uh, realm, you know, I mean. Yeah, I, yeah. But, you know, it's like, so, like, what, what they say we're, we're, we're rotating at 17,000 miles an hour, right? Is that what the rule, like, that's what they say? Some it, something like that. We're going through space at that rate, I think. Yes. Or what, what's the earth spinning at? What is the earth spinning at? Uh, the Earth is spinning at the equator. Uh, the Earth spins 24. at about sixteen seventy kilometers an hour. What is that? It's, like, it's similar in miles. It's a little bit. Less so we're in like miles. what? Like. I don't, let me so see. they're saying the Earth is spinning at what? Fifty miles an hour. A thousand miles per hour. A thousand miles per hour. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like you're spinning at a thousand miles an hour? Okay. Never, I don't know what a thousand miles an hour would so feel like. So when I was a kid, you would go to the fair, and the scariest ride was like this thing called the Devil's Hole, right? The UFO. Where you would sit on the side, and you would spin so fast that you would levitate, right? Okay. How fast do you think that game, that ride is going? 50? 30, yeah, 60? 100 miles? What is that number? And look at the G-force that causes you when you're spinning. Yeah, but think about it. When you're on a plane, you don't feel that either. You're going 600 miles now, which is shit. Do you feel that? Yeah, but we're also not levitating. Why are we not levitating on a plane? But it's like, but, but, there, because it's, it's, uh, it's stabilized in there. Do you understand well, that, what I'm saying? Well, I think that's a similar principle to what people would say about the Earth, is that you, you kind of, you're adapted, your body's adapted for this realm, yeah, whatever but, it is. Yeah, but, okay. But then we get into and this is our if big we're stabilized, what is stabilizing us? That's all. Well, I'm they saying. say gravity. That's what I mean. That's their answer. Okay. All right. Well, Zed is. Actually, could I, if I could jump in on that, uh, if I could give my two cents on that, please. Just my, I would say actually, I would say let's we'll stick with this this word uh, simulation relative to what we experience as individuals, and I'll jump into that in like a second. But I would say personally, uh, the Earth in my opinion is not necessarily round or spherical so much as it is concave with respects to there's a flat surface so to speak maybe it's a little bit rugged or whatever but then you have basically if you will a sort of uh, dome-like situation occurring and i'm not saying that just based off of nonsense that that can be calculated for it has been substantiated on um in, in the literature although on restricted servers but at the same time in 1918 there was a german scientist who basically went up in a in a hot air balloon to i forgot what the exact number was it was something like uh 70 or 70 80,000 um feet in the air I could I could Holy be shit. wrong give, give or take basically he hit something and I have the I I, I covered on my Patreon we show the newspaper clippings where again this is before World War II before you know the Hindenburg was axed out of things and, and all that kind of stuff there's footage of for example you know the, the the Nazis let's say working on um what we would call anti-gravity and I, I again I'm careful to use those words because it's not necessarily that per se but you guys get the idea yeah. what we now call Meglev trains and all that stuff. Yeah. We're, we're talking, you know, there's a New York Times article from 1912 or 1913, I believe, that basically said um, scientists discovers new uh, control of gravitation through electric repulsion and um, appulsion, repulsion and basically uh, attraction so to speak. And that's just with electricity. So again, there are many different ways it could be done, but I would say simulation with respects to concave earth. And I say that because 
when we think about where we are at the moment, say, you know, I'm in, I'm in, you know, the office here, whatever. When I look around, my immediate environment is interactable for me. But the moment I look far away, it's not interactable. It becomes flat, if you will. It becomes flat and sort of curved in a sense. It only becomes interactable when I, as, a, as an individual, walk up and walk towards that particular area. If not, it's not interactable, if that makes sense. And I think what we're seeing, whether it's with uh, ghosts, whether it's with, you know, Bigfoot, whether it's with UFOs, UAPs, I think we're seeing the same um, harnessing of that information structure. So we, you know, we can call it realm simulation. I'm not attached to any one word, but I, I would strongly agree. So you believe that Bigfoot and ghosts are what? It... I think things like Bigfoot, and I don't, uh, you know, for example, uh, Bigfoot, uh, we could say skinwalkers, things like this, are the result of highly advanced genetic manipulation at a different point in what we would call time that are able to, for lack of a better word, phase or transition in and out of this particular um, reality. For so lack he's, of inter- better. he's interdimensional. I've there said we that. Go. I've said that. <laughs> I've Sort of like, well, for example, when people talk about like speaking to the interdimensional concept, people talk about, you know, oh, bro, we're in the age of Aquarius things, you know, the truth is coming out. Well, my whole thing is just like the word quantum, the age of Aquarius. Okay, that's all fine and dandy. But what does that mean? Well, if we take, for example, this idea that, you know, with astronomy and astrotheology, the different stars and densities and frequencies of and electromagnetic, we could say waves in what we call empty space which is not really empty, starts to lighten up in the age of Aquarius. To give a perfect example, imagine you're living in New York in the dead of winter, you're living in an apartment, and you leave the window open overnight by accident as you're sleeping. Are you going to feel the wind coming in from outside more so if you just have one layer of a blanket on or if you have multiple layers of the blankets on? You're going to feel the wind if you much more and the cold if you only have one blanket on instead of, say, five or six layers. I would liken the age of Aquarius to that, basically. There's been a, a I guess we could say, de-densification of these types of frequencies that have allowed us to basically see and experience a little more of what's around us. I totally makes- agree. I really agree. There is a revealing like never before. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, bro, all these these systems of enslavement are crashing and burning, dude. I'm just telling you, like they're trying their hardest to hold on. I, I think, man, I mean, we're seeing social credit score like we've never seen before in Australia. Have you seen what they're doing now? You have to have a no, hundred points to get on the internet. They're trying to restrict Whoa. that shit. Are you <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Nobody, no, we're uh, they can't. And That's not going to continue. How do you lose points? What happens if you get to zero? Like, right. what's the, the, but, oh, dude, fuck. I'm just telling you, don't you find out, this though. is their attempt to control it, and it's coming to an it's end. Too late. It's too late. I think it's too late, bro. And, like, this guy had something on. Uh, so Brian Callen just did an interview with a guy who basically breaks down. And we'll get back to your talking point. I feel we have hijacked your, your episode. But, oh, no worries. No problem. Um, that... Uh, he's done some research and like this guy's saying that China is in deep shit. Like, like they want us to believe China's a giant threat to us. China is, is effed on oil, bro. Like they're running out of oil. 
yeah. and they're not going to have any oil to make their manure to make the, the grow their crops. They're in deep shit right now, and nobody's talking about that. And they want you to think they're coming over here and taking over. They may not even be around in ten years. How crazy is that? Doesn't surprise me. So then it's Russia. Where do you think Russia stands? I think Russia is their own thing, and they've demonized Russia because Russia. Now, am I sitting there and telling you that Russia, that Putin's a good guy? I don't think so. Anybody at that level is a psychopath. Yeah, especially who has the background that he has. But and intelligence. I do believe this, and this, and I'd love to hear anybody else's opinion. There comes a time where the puppet says, "I'm a real boy," and. They wake up and they stop playing ball. And like on these smaller land countries, they can go in and assassinate these motherfuckers. But Russia is a different thing. China is a different thing. They can't just go in there and off these guys because these guys are very focused and they know what to look for. And they're very, very protected. So, you know, so when people go, listen, we all know, Donald Trump is a giant Zionist, but Donald Trump also got effed by Israel with the Joe Biden thing. So we're going to see what happens after that. Uh, so, but it's like the prophet Eddie Bravo says, sometimes these billionaires are like, I don't have a boss. And you're always like, they got to play ball. Yeah. They got to play ball until they don't want to play ball anymore. A lot of optimism about that man that from Eddie. No, no. Uh, in general, I mean that that I haven't seen bear fruit yet. I'll say that. Okay, I find it interesting. You don't think you don't think things were a little different if you took away all the media yeah, I, shit. Yeah, I just don't think he's different. Is 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 my my feeling about that? He did get f by Israel, bro. Yeah, but I I just now we'll threw Let's him see. under the bus. Let's see. No, like, I'm with you. The question becomes: Why did the ADL go to Twitter to take down Trump's thing when they have a a shekel that is has Trump's face on in Israel. It's it's like well, I mean, now how the ADL feels about you, you know, is really based on things like which way the wind is blowing at the time, you know. I mean, there <laughs> we've seen that a million times where they change somebody says one thing that's almost uh inoffensive. So did you watch and, Nick Fuentes on uh, um yeah on Alex Jones yes, and he was they. talking about how the ADL went to the Congress and asked for five hundred million dollars. To battle and I mean it's like like dude you're like you're you're telling us one thing and then you're doing the exact thing you're telling us you're not doing. What are we talking about? Here? All right, guys, I want to take a quick moment to talk about our good friend James McMahon at Copy My Crypto. Let me tell you about Copy My Crypto. A lot of people are making ridiculous money from crypto, but did you know it's easy for you to do the same? The Copy My Crypto membership site shows you coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy them. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You simply do what he does. So let me tell you about James. He runs Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship, has over 26,000 subscribers. Since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put $100 into each one, it would have gone on to be worth more than $123,000. Of the 26 coins he picked, the top pick of the year, one called Phantom, went up 692 times. 
That one call has retired a number of people, including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify it yourself. So if you'd like to join the 2,800 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head over to copymycrypto.com slash TFH. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash TFH. That's TFH. You will not only find proof of everything he said, but my listeners gain full access for just $1. Once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash TFH. The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else or choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit his site now. If you're one of the millions of adults who use nicotine, you know that not all nicotine products are the same. And there's one new product that stands above the rest. That's right, Sam. That product is Lucy Breakers. They're the only nicotine pouch that gives you a blast of flavor from the first moment to the last. Each pouch contains a capsule that you break open to release a rush of flavor that doesn't fade away like those other pouches. You know, the ones that rhyme with thin. They come in so many flavors, mint, berry, citrus, mango, even espresso. And you don't have to go to the gas station or the corner store to get them. You just order them online and they'll be shipped straight to your door. Every order gets free shipping. Plus, if you subscribe, you'll save 15% and never run out. Lucy Breakers look great and, you know, Dana loves them. She's uh, She loves nicotine. She loves taking them. And listen, so whether you use nicotine while working, creating, or playing, Lucy Breakers are an intelligent choice, okay? And they got a special deal for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order when you use the promo code TIMFALL at checkout. And shipping is always free. That's lucy.co, promo code TIMFALL to receive $10 off and free shipping. Visit lucy.co for more details, and we thank Lucy for sponsoring our show. Here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age, and every order is age verified. The product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I want to get in to uh, your, is it called Salt LLC? Yes, actually, it's a pretty good uh, segue from what you were saying about the billionaires and that kind of stuff, but yes, Salt. Okay, let's hear it. Let's tell me about your uh, your yeah. LLC now. Is now is this a Canadian LLC or American LLC? No, this is this is American because essentially what happened was after I had um, tapped or cracked this this I guess you could say energy generator in its various forms and such. I was essentially under a lot of pressure to go under some type of NDA with some you know with various groups departments you name it and i basically pulled my way out of it by starting my own thing and truthfully this may sound strange but uh, NDAing myself but which still gives me a lot of leeway to discuss such publicly you have some scientists that can't even do interviews or things like this whatsoever right and the reason i started salt salt st stands for strategic analysis and assessment of longitudinal technologies is because i do believe that there is a way that a lot of this energy this knowledge and this type of technology can come out and should come out without, I guess you could say the weaponization angle of it. And at the same time, I don't think that although it is very easy to weaponize this stuff, I don't think that is a reason that this stuff should stay siloed and covered up and compartmentalized because to give a very quick example, 
one of the things with the generator that I had built was that with a couple of adjustments, maybe 10, 20 minutes worth of adjustments, and then tilting the thing, instead of keeping it vertically, tilting it horizontally, turned it into a rail gun or a coil gun, oh. if you will, which essentially sends out also an EMP that puts gun, like, you know, firearms out of business. So I understand why, you know, certain people, terrorists and such, what, why this is a genuine concern. But at the same time, I do fundamentally disagree that when the government says, whether it's in the West or Europe, you know, um, the UFO UAP stuff is a matter of national security for them, not for us. Because in my opinion, again, I, I think there's a fine balance we could find between bringing this stuff out and also keeping enough of it. I guess you could say, I don't want to say covered up, but I guess give certain people access to the knowledge that would be very reasonable, more so the scientists for the advanced stuff, and then get, bring the basic stuff out, in my opinion. And I say that because basically if, look, I'll be honest with you guys, if I was able to just play around and stumble upon this accidentally with just a little bit of money saved and a couple trips to the hardware store and ordering some stuff off of Amazon, they've cracked this stuff World War II. So this whole thing about, you know, oh, do, do, do they have it? Do they not have it? You know, whether it's craft or hold various on, hold I got to ask a question. Are you sure. saying that you beat an LL, you beat an NDA by creating an LLC? Basically, no, not necessarily. What I did essentially was I, I provisioned myself with respects to, I gave my, I created an LLC because it's a separate entity or body that then was able to give uh, provisions to the one that was going to be heading it, which would be myself, if you will, that then allowed me to essentially be much more um, creative with the restrictions I placed on myself. And why would you do that? Because I <laughs> honestly did not want to get disappeared and have things happen done to my family and otherwise, as was told to me, if I didn't take some particular avenue or route. And I don't mean to I guess you could say have um, caved to the fear in a particular regard, but at the end of the day, based on this type of energy and technology, if they want you, they got you. Wait, were you, you so, were threatened? Sorry. Oh yeah. Many, many times, many times. What's the most significant, would you say the most memorable? I mean, showing a live, you know, live footage of your family on another part of the world. What? Yeah, Explain uh, that. This is, this this stuff is I I'm, I don't say this in a bragging way. This is the first time I've gone public with this particular I guess you know statement. But um, if they want you, they got you. And this is why as well. If I had not you know taken many months of this past year to position myself in that particular regard, that thing that I had built that could easily be a coil gun or rail gun. I mean, they have you know a hundred ways to Sunday to get at you. They could have put an article out about me about how I did this or that, or framed me for something. They have every way until Sunday to come at you. And so my whole thing is essentially let's try and bring some of it out in a way that doesn't where I'm not contributing to the negative element of this. How did they find out you had this? Like, I mean, when, I like, what if I, I, I mean, I know you're way smarter than me, but if I start saying, Oh, we don't smoke this. I'm Hey guys, I got a ray gun. Nobody. There's no one's going to hit I me up. What I don't understand real quick is how does having an LLC shield you from them wanting to take you out 
Essentially, what happened was it wasn't so much shielding as much as it was my willing to take the initiative on some responsibilities that others may not. And then basically saying, I want to do this on my own um, as a as an LLC, as a company. And because an LLC is a separate entity or body entirely, what ends up happening is that if that LLC, right, or that, that corporation were to go broke, if you will, that doesn't have any reflection on me personally with respects to credit and things like this, the same concept in a, in a uh, litigious manner, a uh, legal manner applies right, with respect. Right, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But, but if you're saying crazy shit and they, yeah. and they, and you're right, they, they, if they want you, they got you. That's mm. my whole thing about when, when people are, you know, people in the truth community get really angry when we say you should have to put your real name on your social media Oh, right. dude, that social credit score. They already know you, bro. If you're on Twitter, yeah. if you're on Instagram, if you're on YouTube, they know who you are because you have a wacky email doesn't mean they don't know who you are. Right. They found right. the guy from the dark web, the Silk Road guy. Yeah, they, they can know find who you. you are, bro. Well, dude, they, I mean, if you look at in the Twitter, in the Twitter leaks, or not leaks, but the, you know, what are they calling the Twitter files, you can see that they have a whole little profile mocked up of you at Twitter. And you think the government doesn't have access to that? I mean, it says when you have multiple accounts with your email address, it has it right there. Dude, this guy has more than one account. They have everything about you, dude. You guys have heard that, like, people that haven't had a Facebook make a Facebook, and Facebook already knows they kind of exist because of pictures and stuff like that? Yeah, you can even if I can go as far as to say that you can even model whether digitally or in other ways, even mathematically, the possibility of based on a particular person's behavior, what they're going to create and approximately when and how and all of that. Um, the, these documents, they do exist, some publicly, some not publicly. But if I could say very quickly, just to address um, your question there, my friend, with respects to how did they know I had it? Well, one of the things that I then learned a couple months after initially building it and turning it on was that every time you turn the thing on, it basically sends out a ground wave EMP. It sends out a particular frequency that runs. I have to watch my words here that runs on the surface and just below the surface of the planet that can then be detected um, in various forms. It has to do directly with what we call the Schumann resonance. And so if one can, the Schumann resonance is like the heartbeat of the earth. So if you hook something up um, from, if you're a government or something like this, to detect the earth's heartbeat and it's heartbeating the thud, the do, the do. And then all of a sudden it goes out of whack in a particular area. You see what I'm saying? goes do, 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 do. Like a murmur, like a murmur, like when your heart skips a beat. Yes, sir. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then, and then they, you triggered that and then they're like, okay, there's someone around here that's got that's got one of these these devices. And, yeah, yes. And to be clear, I'm not claiming that I've cracked the ways. I've, I've cracked a set of ways. There are other people, young and old, who have cracked the same thing or very similar, posted it on TikTok, disappeared for a couple months, came back. You notice they're substan- more, much more wealthier, but they cannot speak on what they were doing. I did not want to be in... Yeah, I, I did not be in. I did not want to be in that particular position. I want to be able to continue to speak about this stuff, and so that's basically why I did what I did uh, with respects to you know the NDA and stuff. And hopefully, Sam, I answered your question thoroughly. If I didn't, please tell me. But that's can I, can I ask? Uh, well, so how did they? Uh, what, what you got an email with the video of your family? How do, how do they communicate these threats? Is it really direct? Or is it, do they kind of let you do your imagination? They'll come to to your door. They'll do, you know, the good old gang stalking van down the street. They will, um, uh, you know, you try traveling, for example, 
certain, you know, heart, certain things will happen. Uh, I don't think it's happened to me, knock on wood, but this whole thing of, you know, psychotronics, this idea of being able to induce a frequency at a targeted individual yeah. to make them feel a certain way, get emotional, cry, go nuts, even as far as having to, you know, have to take an uncontrollable shit. It's not, um, it's not science fiction. It's science fiction. Yeah. And it has been, in my opinion, since at least the fifties or sixties been matured. The shit, Ray. That's the, you don't want to mess with that. I mean, that could be worse than a heart attack. Just not being able to control your shits. You're just blowing out left and right. Nobody wants you around. (laughs) How fun would that be to use that one though? That gun, you know, you know, the guys at the CIA are elbowing each other out of the way. Dude, let me use the shit right today, bro. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I can give you guys after we finish the recording, I can give you guys privately the, uh, the, the individuals who tap this stuff and then disappeared and now they're back, but they won't answer any questions on, um, the do, stuff they built before. Do before they come they back? Were... Do they come back any MK Ultra type of stuff where they come out like all? Oh. Honestly, guys, I don't want to say yes or no because based on what I'm studying and working on with salt privately and all of that stuff, it comes to the point where even the data shows anything is possible with the right adjustments of the right um, alchemy or even nuts and bolts technology. It can be done. What What do I mean? It well. It's not just anti-gravity, this underlying energy. I think what we're seeing here as well is what even, you know, uh, dare I say, no disrespect to my religious friends, Jesus even called the Holy Spirit. What we're doing is you're tapping in various forms the same underlying energy or blueprint or, you know, archetype of this particular reality. You can use it for propulsion. You can use it for, dare I say, things like telekinesis in which has been completed, proven decades ago. Um, this basically all has to do with Einstein's general relativity, E equals MC squared, but there's one missing key or element in there. That final key unifies the four known forces. We have uh, the strong force, the weak force, gravity, and electromagnetism. That's four. Now, if we take those four... Hold on, hold on. Strong yeah. force, weak force? Strong nuclear force, weak nuclear force. What yeah. is what is what what do you mean by those? Those basically has to do with essentially what we would call a nuclear fusion or fission, and the basically the mass of those particular particles. Some have a much denser mass than others, and some are much more lighter in their mass than others. Interesting. Interesting. Now, right. So now if we take the strong force. We draw it as a circle. We take the weak force, draw it as another circle. And then we take gravity, draw it as a circle below that. And then electromagnetism as another circle. We have four circles making a square. There is a final missing force, a fifth missing key, if you will, that if you drew that missing key below that square of circles we just drew and you connected it with the line, you would have what our ancestors drew on the caves as what's known now as the Kabbalah. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, which is why I'm very – and this has been long before me. This has been proven, calculated, all of that, which speaks to this idea of there being a deliberate cover-up to keep those in academia that are not in the know running in circles, basically. So they never really get anywhere. I totally believe that. I think they – they they purposely kneecap you so you never find every anything out. I've spoken with academics privately who have been blacklisted uh, be, because they would propose similar things 
um, and then just presented to the wrong people at the wrong time many decades ago, and then nobody would ever touch them again, meaning they couldn't get a job, they couldn't publish a, a journal, they couldn't publish an experiment proposal, nothing. It's I mean, the more and more, like, the internet grows, the more and more we start to realize that the great con that is right. academia, like, we are just learning that it's so has... Like, not that these people are intelligent. I don't think they're smart. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they're intelligent. Right. I, I think right. when you take a look at all the things that these people are pushing, right, out of, out of these Ivy League schools, what are they pushing? Climate change, you know, uh, uh, completely changing how we, our relationships with each other, the marriage, how we raise our children, all this stuff. And they're just gleefully going along. And what they've been able to do is art, re, articulate, regurgitate information. That's what they are able to do. They're able to retain Memorizers is what you're saying. They're memorizers and they can articulate it yeah. in a where they're literally in a literal uh, literature way jerking off, right? Like uh, They know how to speak academia, right? Yes. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, guys, if we had a team of scientists in a lab, and then we had, I'm not kidding, you guys in the studio, I and I, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, if someone said to me, Dave, you give them each the same amount of materials to build this stuff, who would I bet on that would probably crack it? I'm not kidding. It would be you guys. Why? Because you guys are not confined to the, the tunnel vision of academia and business and all of that. Uh. This whole think if you know only they can do what they do it's complete nonsense in my opinion so that people don't look and realize hold on a second these are people that are being creative and using research people outside of academia to then try different things right you look for example at not to constantly trash academia but you have a lot Let's of people do it go, no, they they go, no, it can't be done because this, this, and this, and my calculations show this, this, and that. Maybe, maybe, but why not give it a shot? Why not try? Well, it speaks to this idea of control. The opposition of creativity is control and concealment and suppression. So it's like a magnet, plus or minus. There's only one way or the other. You can't have it both ways. You know, I've, been, I've said this my whole life, dude. The rules of society... The rules of, excuse me, the rules of business are there to keep the people on the top at the top, to make it so hard for you to work your way up to get into their kind of, their level. To the point you're going to, I guarantee you this, bro, you're going to start seeing them figure out ways not to pay entertainers not to play pro athletes the money that they're paying them. They're going to figure it out because these guys are starting to enter into these, these, these financial levels that were only reserved for the elites. And now you have people like, like honestly, guys, we're not that far away from, a, 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 I'd say, 10 years to 20 years away from our first athlete Signing a billion dollar contract. If oh, it keeps it, going it, their it's way. It's going to be baseball too. Holy shit. If it keeps going this way. 20 year billion dollar contract. Think though. about that, dude. And what that represents. And the, and the power and the accessibility you're going to get with that kind of contract. Do they want that? Do they want players becoming owners? You know, I mean, because that's, that's where that ends up. And, yeah. and you're a puppet when you get, when you get a, 
a billion dollars. Well, you're you're controlled, yeah, but you're controlled. then you have but, to be. But it's like what the prophet Eddie Bravo says is when you have that kind of money, you're like, fuck you. I don't get told what to do. I mean, look at Kanye West. He got into that realm for a short time. He's like, I can do whatever I want, and then bang, they hit him, dude. Like, well, I mean, is that then is that true? Then if if they can hit you like that, can you really? Well, do that what you want? that is the most extreme version. You of You can it, do right? what you want, but there will be consequences. You can do anything you want as long as we approve it. That's basically what it is. Yeah, that's all. Right, and like the question becomes: Is that what Elon Musk is going through right now? I mean, is he really pushing back or is he just playing a game where he's trying to get conservatives to buy Teslas? Okay. And he sees that maybe in the long run, creating something like, like if he could create a new, he must look at YouTube and Facebook and go, look at all the money these people are making and everybody else is doing all the work. What is there a brand I could buy and challenge them? Oh shit, Twitter. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, he's I mean, we know he's good at business. He's he's trying to put bets on Twitter. Well, I bets he's trying to make it a new PayPal. He's trying to make it to everything app, and that has its own problem. Cause I think the That's more centralized shit gets, the worse it is for free free speech and free choice. Right? If I could get my, my two cents on business models with this kind of stuff to your both all your guys's points, actually, if there's a Canadian company and I'm sure they're not the only one doing it, but just as a Canadian, I'll give an example. There's a Canadian company that what they're doing now is they're selling the car. So you purchase the car, but you rent the battery monthly, which oh, goes wow. back to Right. And the reason, guys, for this, in my humble opinion, is because if people figure out how to tap this type of energy, regardless of the way or avenue they take, they'll realize we can cut out the the big man, so to speak. And so with the utmost respect, I could be very wrong. But with Mr. Randall Carlson, when he said on Rogan about, you know, plasmoids and abundant energy, I would dare to say that perhaps the term abundant was carefully chosen instead of unlimited, because it speaks to this idea, again, of controlling or paying x amount interesting interesting that's just me though i could be wrong but i mean when people talk about energy being pulled from the vacuum or vacuum meaning empty space or the ether which would imply empty space is not empty at all then i would very strongly agree that that's very possible i mean if we look at for example if we consider for a moment that our ancestors of any kind were harnessing even some of this yeah i'm with you wonder how i mean like i said i'll give you guys the the name of the the kid afterwards but he basically built a free energy generator in his backyard basically powered his house forever if he were to keep a lot with are you talking about that kid with the weird voice yes have you heard this guy it's like it sounds like every uh he sounds yeah. like it's even higher pitched than this. And he's like, I've created this thing. And it's this giant free energy <laughs> thing. And you're like, no, but it's like even higher voice. Like, I've created this, uh, this very high energy thing. Right? It's like the weirdest voice. You're right. I haven't seen him on Instagram in a while. It's he's, very he's, interesting. He disappeared for a bit. He came back, um, but he won't answer any questions. He won't take any questions on um, that that thing that he had built. And what happened was he basically said to anyone and everyone, you know, do a couple of things here or there, essentially, and um, with basic materials from your home, grab some copper from the hardware store, you know, coil it a particular way, and 
coil, then hook it back up to your um, to, to the generator, your circuit board in your home, and you will have energy forever. You had people commenting like crazy saying, this is, I'm looking at my meter, it's, I'm noticing, oh my gosh, this and that. As I understand it, again, FBI stepped in with the cease and desist. And since then, again, he's just one example of others that I, I know of and have too, that some I know personally now, where basically they have come back after X amount of time of being quiet. They seem to have substantially increased wealth. They're focused on a whole other project. Whenever they get asked about the stuff they had done before, they don't, they pretend like the, the comment or the question on their live stream was not even there. But it's so, so interesting. Uh, how do you know he's got money now? Is he just walk around a bunch of fat ass, it's like Ch- Richard Hart fat, walking around you. Fat ass tens. Has he got all these Instagram <laughs> tens hanging out with him? I feel There's like at that point, it's like the cartel. I'm just hanging out with all these hoes. Thank you, hoes. In that, <laughs> let's just say that when someone, for example, like that great kid, makes as much of a ripple as he did with those videos, word gets around behind the scenes. But military intelligence, they got they get on it real fast. The same way that they detected his stuff. It was essentially emitting the same thing mine was, a ground wave EMP, if you will. And they detected it via the, again, the heartbeat in that regard, the Schumann resonance. They noticed an offset of the beat, of the rhythm, were able to pinpoint, triangulate where it was coming from quite easily, and boom, you know. All right, I have a, I, I have a real question for you, and I want to get to your next talk point because I'm very intrigued by it, but do you, can you explain ether? Sure. We yeah, try to absolutely. get everybody to come on. Yeah. I'm trying to get somebody to tell sure. me to explain what ether is. Let's see sure. if you can do it. We've had so, some MIT people come in here. Still don't think they nailed it. Sure. So I'll give as, as much of a correlation to uh, real life examples as I can. So when we look, for example, at the sensory deprivation tanks they have these days, where if you know you took a person, they walked into a body of water, and that water was the exact same temperature as their particular body, right? You would not know you're in water other than obviously having issues breathing, if you will. Now, we can liken that same example to that of what we call empty space, except it is not liquid or fluid. It is electricity and magnet uh, and, and magnetism and waves of it, the same way water waves move, some faster than others, some more broad, some more dense. But ultimately, they behave, this electromagnetic ether or what we call empty space all around us, around us behaves like a, a fluid but it's not a fluid. It's made of electricity, magnetism, you know, radiation, you know, thermal background energy, things like this. Now, what's interesting is that this brings us to the concept of intent, right? And, you know, for example, people talk about manifestation. When you believe in something enough, whether it's real or not, it becomes real at the social level. And if enough people believe in it, it literally would manifest as an event at the physical level. These are all results or products from the ether, if you want to call it that. And basically, we see, for example, that this water bottle is comprised of material that is vibrating and oscillating very, very quickly. But it is vibrating and oscillating fast enough for our senses to see, you know, smell, touch with our nerves and all that stuff with our body to detect it as here. And then you guys seeing it on the screen... I call this consensus harmonics. Some people call it consensus reality. Go, no, I I see the bottle there too. But if enough people believed that this bottle was not a bottle, that it was, say, in fact, um, I don't know, a notebook, let's say, 
it will literally become a notebook. And this is the product of things and electromagnetic particles changing in the ether that our thoughts subconsciously spark. Interesting. That then shoots out from the ether and then makes the adjustment accordingly. So what you're saying is ether is energy, energy in in a in a almost a liquid form but yes, it sir. is not liquid yeah yes sir it would the closest i can correlate it to is behaving like a liquid now this anti-gravity or this generator that i have that again others have done much better than myself um is this ether yes i think it's like the yes. wi-fi like wi-fi when my phone connects to the wi-fi that's ether like how is it connected like where the fuck is that cable but they're connected but it's like it's like this, right? I put my hand here on this computer. Something's in between me and that computer. Even though I feel like I'm touching it, there is a thin thing between me and this computer. When I, I do this, say, right? Uh, right. Between me and whatever the air is or whatever, that's the ether, right? Am I, I, am right. I, am I wrong right. It's just that it's less no, dense in the air than it is. Your computer's say, denser. It's vibrating at a different yeah. frequency. It's right. just super interesting, bro. I, get- I think the word, you're hung up on that word, though. I, I am hung that. up on the word. It's interesting. Well, this speaks to, for, if I could say on, on a final note, when you look, for example, at basically the way that things vibrate and oscillate, um, essentially, one can make a very strong argument that, and I, I, I'll explain this very quickly, what we call empty space or the ether is quote unquote more real than what we call physical objects. Because what are physical objects? They are products of particle vibrations that we subconsciously are telling our conscious mind is there. And then the rest of us are agreeing hundredth monkey effect that it's there as well. Now this whole thing of people seeing videos of birds stopping in midair and planes stopping Uh. midair, what the heck? One could argue, and this can be calculated for, um, that this is the result of human beings and their intent starting to disassociate from, dare I say, the simulation, if you will. Meaning that empty space actually has the ability for us to think of something, anything you want, and then it appears in your hand. Now, I know that sounds like magic. That sounds like what have you. It can be and has been um, substan- calculated for in various forms and in various ways, which implies that what we call physical things are the result of what we are subconsciously agreeing is there. But is it really there if we are thinking and making it up ourselves? Isn't this in no kind of way manifesting it? It is absolutely manifestation. I would say this. Bang, bang, going out strong in 2022. Oh, shit. (laughs) XG coming hard in the paint. Big word. Yeah, because if you say say I'm going to be rich, it's going to be money in my pocket, and eventually it happens, it is kind of magic. Well, you know what's so interesting is, like, I've talked about this before on, like, my other shows, but it's like, you know, right now there's some real scumbag comics out there, like real scumbag comics that are selling a lot of tickets because... They just have a very, they have this weird, bizarro version of law of attraction, which is they believe in themselves so much they've willed this to happen, but eventually it all goes away because they just don't, they, they, they don't give it away. Kind of like a wave, right, Sam? It peaks and then it drops back down. If you don't give it away, if you don't give abundance away, 
you will lose it all. In my humble opinion, I could be wrong. Okay. I've, 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 I, there's a couple comics I can name off where I'm like, you were at the top. Now you're doing peaks of shows. Why? Because everybody talks shit on you. No, you weren't nice. You were mean. You're uh, an By asshole. the way, no disrespect on pizza shows. I love pizza shows. But I, even if I did theaters, I would do pizza shows. <laughs> no, I, I'm talking about clear, one, I, I, talking I, about shows and pizza places. Not uh, respect. Nothing. Respect. Nothing weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we can't even say. Why'd you bring up pizza, bro? <sighs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> God can damn! I, say, guys, I don't I like pizza shows now. Uh, we don't even. Well, like, I like pizza where they, I like places where they serve bread, tomato sauce, pies, pies. No touching children. Pies. Bread. We call them pies, pies. now. We like God, you may have call them pies now. You fuck. <laughs> All right, and uh, real quick, I also want to tell you about our good friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew. American boners for American people who are into American women or alternative lifestyles. Okay? We don't judge here at Tim Full Hat. Teach oh. your own. Listen, the nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right. This episode spot is sponsored by Blue Chew. Bow, 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 bow. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet at a fraction of the cost. I love chewing that because I can feel the boner coming, bro. You ever take that first chew and then you're like, boom, rock hard, veiny, ready to Go to town, yeah. <laughs> right? You could take them anytime, day or night. So you can you can plan ahead or be ready when the opportunity arises. When it's go time, it's go time. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, bam, you receive your prescription. The best part, it's all done online. None of these doctor orders, doctor's office visits, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. So the hot chick behind you wondering if you're, you, you, you know, you need a little help. Nope. 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 You need a little help? That's fine. You don't need a little help. I take Blue Chew anyways because it's double boner action. Okay? Double boner. That's right. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA. USA. USA, dude, every time I say that, I can hear a hawk flying above, <laughs> an eagle, bald eagle, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right, prepared, or a ship, hawk. whatever. Well, guess what? What if these blue chews are shipped by hawks? Okay. I could see it. Yeah, that's how powerful it is. So it's they're made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. Not me. I asked them to have fireworks, okay? <laughs> so everybody knows Mayor of Pound Town's in the house. It's real simple, okay? So if you, you could use a little extra confidence when it's time to form, perform, Blue Chew can help. We got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code TINFOIL at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code TINFOIL to re receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for being one of our longest running sponsors on TINFOIL. Before, before we go on, this whole concept of what Sam, you were saying about when you give abundance and you, you know, you give and then you receive much more in return by definition as you know, wacko as this might sound in various ways, this has been calculated for mathematically, scientifically, not in a scattered way, in a unified way that basically proves when you give something out 
externally from your internal self, whether it's a thought, something material, just the intent of you saying, I want to buy this for somebody. It, there is an electromagnetic fluctuation of the ether, like we talk about water waves, that returns back to you. Now, when, at what point in time, it depends on the individual. There's a lot of variables at play, but it does return back to you. And it, it's been found that the more one uses these um, technologies, sciences, capabilities for themselves, the more bad shit happens to them. So... Again, this is what's actually been found and called um, uh, calculated in SED, stochastic electrodynamics. Stochastic meaning you can't calculate down to a T where and when it's going to happen, but you can you can uh, basically lay out a probability chart, and it's been completely on the money. Uh, I, I'm loving that because I really 100% agree with all this. I want to get into this next thing. Uh, that your next talking sure. point, your current work on highly classified reports on how to die properly. This yeah. to me is crazy because I had Howdy, Howdy McCoskey on and he's talking about this go to the light. You know, when they when they start doing your review that these are archons fucking with you to get you to come back in to this realm and that you're supposed according to them and this. I know that people are going to get mad because we got some Gnostic discussion here, but he's like, they're tricking you to be come back in because you're a battery. Okay. I could be wrong, but I would agree. Whoa. Whoa. We're getting into some shit right here. So we're not supposed to go into light. Not, not, not the well, usual. Hey, grandma. People, I don't know specificities. People talk about, you know, you should or you shouldn't. But what I can say is spark that of life. It's been, called spark of well, life. It's been, Right. There's been enough data behind the scenes to suggest that basically we're in, we're, uh, you know, apes inside of a cage, so to speak. So I, oh, it, shit. that yeah. we are divine spark. Now, this also are, gets in the weird shit. Like there's some extreme Gnostics out there that don't think you should have sex and bring children into the world because that's bringing more divine spark. Into that this. stuff, honestly, I, I I don't know. I I don't know about that stuff. I'd have to you know look into that to give a, an opinion on that. But what I can and will say is that there is strong foundational data to not just imply or suggest, but to very likely lead to the a solid conclusion or probability that with the combination of something, whether it's you know the the demiurges, you name it, the archons stepping on our throats metaphorically and literally in another realm or closer to the source of our consciousness in combination with what we were just discussing about our prejudices and our you know hundredth monkey effect of manifestation holding us back so to speak um with those two combined it's basically yes essentially like saying you know you're trying to leave the zoo and you know it's not it's not happening because you have the zookeeper with a shotgun that goes no no no, no get back in there so and that your your I mean we gotta have them on. I I'm Christian. I love Jesus. Okay, I get you guys. We have these discussions. These are discussions. We should never be afraid of discussions. I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. So what is your version on the proper way to die? 
Sure. Well, basically, if I could give a quick background, what we have are a lot of people that have been reaching out to uh, ever since I've been graciously, thanks to guys like yourself, you know, making the rounds on shows and stuff like that. There are a lot of people behind the scenes, whether um, I guess you could say in in politics and law, in entertainment, you name it, that very strongly believe in this stuff. But whenever they spend loads of money, for example, there's one particular couple out of, um, I will say, out of L.A. that feels as though and there have been many others, but this one I spoke to personally, they feel as though they were abducted a couple years back. They can't say for certain. They spent low, six, maybe even seven figures on trying to figure out what happened to them. And they said to me, they go, Dave, they go, we're afraid to start asking around if anyone else offers this kind of service because we're, you know, the stigma and the dogma. We, we don't want to be embarrassed. So what ends up happening is you have a lot of these people, whether people that have a lot of time on their hands, they, you know, whether they're wealthy or whether they just simply, you know, made some good choices in life where they have a lot of free time, they're looking on how to die properly. And what I mean by that is essentially it speaks to this idea that again, I could be wrong that we may, what we call the soul may in fact be a form of, for lack of a better description, plasma inside of what we would call a carbon container. Now, what I mean by that is if I chop my legs off, if I chop my arms off, I'm still me. You're still Sam. What makes Dave, Dave? And what makes Sam, Sam? Is it the container? Is it, you know, if you want to call it this, I would strongly think not so much. And I say that because a lot of people, as we discussed, you guys discussed earlier, you know, they have an out-of-body experience, near-death experience. They can see their own body when they're in the hospital, things like this. So basically, long story short, you have a lot of people that are realizing money cannot buy their way out of what may or may not be coming in a perhaps cosmic um, you know, energetic sense. And so what they're looking to do is basically find a way. And I don't think a lot of them are going to get there, to be honest with you, but they're going to, f- they're trying to find a way to basically some of them transfer consciousness from one, say carbon container to another. Others are genuinely, uh, you know, they've done their own research and they'll call me up and they'll say, Dave, you know, we've heard about you. We, we appreciate what you're doing, but we're trying to find a way, no chip in the brain type stuff, none of that stuff to organically get in tune with the earth as, as some of our ancestors allegedly have done and perhaps move to that next level and get out of this alleged quote unquote trap, if you will. And so that's basically, these are, you know, again, highly sensitive and private reports that I, that I write for these individuals. I don't land every contract, obviously you win some, you lose some, but that's basically the gist of it. Whether it's having to do with um, basically gathering a certain amount of electricity in the body in an organic way, no external tech or whatever, um, combining that with the adjustment of breathing and things like this, in, in addition to many other things, um, if that's if, to give you an idea. Can I, can I ask now? Why? Because I agree with you about the the spirit kind of being uh, enveloped in the body, but a, a challenge to that that's always troubled me a little bit is is this idea of like brain damage. You see people with brain damage because that's very much the body, the brain, but right. they can become someone else when in in certain instances, you know, where you see brain damage. I mean, personalities that's change. Into, like that story about the guy who had like the spike go through his yeah. head and he was a Phineas Gage, person. right? Yeah, that's, yeah, it right. is interesting. Yeah, it, sure. how do you account for that? Sure. So it speaks to this idea that the brain is potentially a neuroplastic medium or apparatus that facilitates the transition between what we talked about earlier, the light, if you will, or the much lighter dense particles 
and what we would call much more dense particles that create what we call the physical. So if one damages that transition tool, say, you know, take, take someone's head and knock a, you know, knock them with a hammer, so to speak, mm-hmm. they get brain damage. So it's not that the source of that projection of consciousness is being affected. It's that the transition from when sort of like when software gets booted up on a laptop that where the hardware is damaged, but the software isn't the software will continue to operate as it knows, but it cannot fully be represented in the way that it wants to because the hardware is damaged. Like static on an off-air TV, right? The antenna say, say the TV's damaged and you're not getting the signal as it's meant to be, right? Yes. Yes, sir. And we can liken the brain to that of a, again, not a source of something, but perhaps a facilitator. Of some, of some kind. Oh, I, I, yeah, I got you. Like the mediator. Right. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's, right. Yeah, so that's a good answer for that. Well, well, it's like if it's like if you know you sh- someone shuts the door on me and I get super angry and I start banging on the door, I'm damaging the door basically, but I'm not damaged. But you can only see the door and experience the door, not me. So, so I think it was with mice that they did this. They trained these mice to go through a maze and act certain ways, uh-huh. right? And what they would do is they wanted to see where memory was in the brain. Mm-hmm. So they would have these mice, they would train them, they'd do the same thing, and then they would cut out a slice of the brain. they put the mouse back in, the mouse would still do it. And they went all around the brain, and the mouse always did the same thing. So it's like there's not a part, it's, it's, it's way more complex than they want us to know. Right. They right. have, they, I, you know what's so funny is, they have dumb, like, we're going to get to a point where there's just going to be two parts of society, the enlightened and then the unenlightened, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's, it's and fun. you can't, if you are unenlightened, and I have been unenlightened for most of my life, and I'm not telling you I'm intelligent at all. I, I would say I'm, I'm, I consider myself a very smart person. I don't consider myself intelligent. Like, I'm not, I'm not the best writer. I, I, don't like playing within systems and stuff like that. And that's why I think it is the digestion of systems and data. That's intelligence to be able to, uh, to regurgitate those things. Okay. That's not me. Uh, but I do feel like I have entered into an, an enlightened, a more enlightened thing. Now I do have still have faults that I'm working on daily and I'm winning some battles. I'm losing some battles. Okay. I make no illusions of that. I am a flawed human being. Please don't follow me. Follow yourself. I, 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 my whole goal with this show is to create a legion of Ronins that have no masters. They run their own shit. They do not worship outside of their God and what they believe Outside of God, they do not fo- worship. They are not followers of anybody but themselves, and therefore they should all make their own decisions and not buy into what any one leader tells them. There are no leaders. The swarm should have never have leaders. Okay, all right. That's my opinion. That's who. So I we're am. not we're not interns anymore. You you well you guys are interns. <laughs> I, I'm your two leaders. But the, the the whole point of that whole thing is that you can change how you understand where we go. You will you will always be seeking knowledge, and your thing should be, I don't know. This is how I feel. It goes, but I don't know for sure. And that's my opinion, and that's where it should go. And that's what I, you're, you should live your life as like, we don't know. This is how I feel. 
I have no masters. I have no lords, no masters. You believe in God. That's it. And then you you go down your own. But the whole point that ran is like you can get, you can become unenlightened to enlightened. It just takes wanting to connect with something higher and understanding where we live. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. It's like, again, this idea of, uh, like you had said, Sam, even if I could speak on behalf of myself as well, just like any other human, lots of flaws. But this speaks to the idea that if there weren't any flaws, how would one know what to improve upon? Well, yes. there would be nothing to improve upon. And then basically you're, you're like a robot, so to speak, your whole life. So it's kind of like... You know, and so when you look at that, it, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more, man. It speaks to this idea as well of literally manifestation in the sense of if one believes in themselves, it everything and anyone else doesn't matter because you will find a way, maybe not immediately, but you will find a way to attain what you are looking to attain because you know internally that you're going to achieve it or at least some form of it, if that makes sense. No, I do. I do. It does make sense. It does and that's sense. another thing, if I could say, sorry, very quickly, when people talk about, well, science, uh, you know, this type of energy and all this stuff makes science indiscernible for magic. Well, my take on that personally is, well, it is considered, quote unquote, magical until it can be corroborated scientifically. But then it speaks to this idea of the joys in the journey, because once you crack one, you know, equation or you build something in the lab and then you crack one form of this energy, well, if this speaks to micro macro, zooming in, zooming out, if you zoom in it's like hold on so what's that energy made out of then what's that one made out of and so you're always learning and you're never stopping the exploration and if i may quote a, a very who's now uh, passed away very high-end physicist richard Feynman. he's he said it and i fully agree to this day we don't know this is arguably the top guy since einstein arguably we don't know what energy is if you really look at, at everything that is considered givens in the academic community, force, entropy, electric permittivity, magnetic permeability, we only know what it is up until a certain point. And then after that, it just becomes like, but I don't know. So to your point, the more, even myself, the more I crack in the lab, the more I realize I don't know shit from fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, you should know the difference between shit and fuck for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm questioning everything you've said up there. Yeah, there's, there's no everything. Comes um, that's good. That's good, actually. Yeah. So let's get into some more. So that's my opinion, guys. You guys do whatever you want. Have your faith. Believe in what you want. Don't follow any leaders. You're your own leader. Uh, you know, we all have Christ consciousness in us. We're all connected. But we, you know, I I and I'm gonna say this. The 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 war against New World Order is local. That's how you beat the New World Order. Everything's local. Working on yourself, growing your own food, connecting with your community, get involved in your local city council, get involved in your board of education. That's how you push back against the New World Order because they can't micromanage it on every level. They just can't. And I think it's all starting to fall apart for them. That's why they're still pushing this stupid ass vaccine shit, even though everyone's getting the fucking. The, even though I hear that there's some big name comic out there, I'm not gonna say his name. Is still doing stupid ass shows talking about making giving people should still get the vaccine. I mean, you gotta be dumb as fuck, and you're such a smart person. You're just very dumb. To keep and I don't know what's going on, but I, I love this person. Anyway, like, how long do you think to we're done hearing 
anything about the I, vaccine. Like, you think this is for the rest if, of time? If, if you listen to the prophet Eddie Bravo, bro, he literally said that their plan was to run this till the year 2030. It wouldn't surprise me. And that's why they're still running these ads. That's, you know, because they don't, on a street level, they don't know what's going on. Their handlers are just telling what they want to hear so they can keep their jobs. It's why Hillary Clinton every two weeks is like, I might start a podcast. I might run for president. And like no one, no one, she never hears from the street, which is everyone hates you. There's nobody likes you. They think that you're a fucking murderer, serial killer, pedophile. Nobody likes you. Go away. But nobody tells them that because they're all cashing checks. And they're also extremely detached from reality, in my opinion, too. For sure. 100%. So let's get into these DOD. You got some DOD slides you want to talk about? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember showing one of them on uh, Union of the Unwanted a while back. I'm not sure, Sam, if you were there or not, but basically what ended up happening during my process of all of this was hold that on, I Hold on, real quick. Stop. Did we? Did you tell us the proper way to die, though? Did you ever say what the proper way to die was? I, I'm, I'm to tell you the truth. It depends on the person. It's not. There's not a size that you know. One size fits all type scenario. I agree. What What do you mean by that? The person's makeup sure, or sure. their interest, it, like what they want to pursue. Journey. Um. Their Their personal that particular life journey of theirs, and very quickly, it has been scientifically substantiated and calculated that the hydrogen bonds within our DNA that, you know, what they call junk DNA is not junk whatsoever. And that when someone induces or has what we call a traumatic experience, what ends up happening is we emit bioresonant frequencies, you know, pheromones, things like this. So when someone is feeling anxious, this even goes right back to the ether, they emit a particular frequency emitting from the body. What happens is that frequency, this goes even back to what's called louche as well, then gets absorbed by certain particles in the ether. This has been accounted for. This is not science fiction. And what happens is the ether, for lack of a better description, quote unquote, spits out new, I guess you could say, fresh particles that you then reabsorb. So this speaks to the idea of us being batteries that then emit a, a form of, dare I say, food, if you will, not to fear monger, that the ether then collects like a vacuum when you're cleaning. Now, where it goes, we don't particularly know because there's like an onion, there's multiple layers of the ether. But essentially, those DOD slides that I had gotten basically off of a particular server that I sh probably shouldn't have obtained them from substantiated, substantiated them even more because they were Department of Defense slides mm -hmm. out of a particular um, uh, from the early 90s that talked about how what we call demons are electromagnetic information structures that have been sort of sent in to, in some cases, mess with us, in other cases, use our own thoughts to then reflect certain occurrences within our homes. Hold on. You're saying demons are basically programs sent down? One, one could say, in okay, demons, in my humble perspective, going off of the data that I've, uh, I've seen, I can't speak for the data that I haven't. Demons are just like UAP or UFOs in the sense that it is indiscernible to tell how, quote unquote, real they are unless you had various forms of radar detectors, other forms of quantum detectors to see if it is a literally a projection of your subconscious thoughts and something is projecting it out 
like Plato's allegory of the cave, uh, or if it's actually an, an electromagnetic information structure, or if it has genu- genuinely manifested, for lack of a better term, as a physical material thing in this world. Whether it's demons, Bigfoot, UAP, UFO, it, in my humble opinion, and not just my opinion, but the data and the slides put the icing on the cake for this, essentially show it's coming arguably from uh, the same sources, if you will. And what are these sources? This is when it starts to get interesting because it goes right back starts? to Starts? Yeah. We passed so, that no. that fucking exit a long time ago. Well, this goes this goes back to the whole thing of then the, the movie theater projection with light, that example being flipped around. The closest thing that's been found that I can speak on is that these sources seem to be far more um, lighter, literally in color and in weight and mass that they it's sort of like um basically you're so light you throw a you know you throw someone a very light person into a deep end of a swimming pool doesn't take much for them to stay above water in order for them to get to the bottom and stay at the bottom you got to tape bricks to their feet basically and that's the same idea in this regard these source stations and these sources could in fact be i don't know could be the the gnostic uh, demiurges the archons you name it but it is something harnessing light harmonics and various forms of electromagnetic fluctuations to create what we perceive as craft demons, things like this. Now I'm not saying that's the case for all of them, but a fair chunk in my opinion. So, I mean, we live in a haunted mansion, the way you say haunted it, dude. house, haunted yeah, house. Yeah. You said all oh, Bigfoot aliens is just a bunch. What of- did Demiurge created? What if we're just spitballing here? We're just talking. What if he created this and he's just bored of it now and he's just kind of letting it just run out? Just a program that's for long forgotten. <laughs> yeah, and a, it's just like running and he just doesn't care because he's moved the rule, on. To, the rules are he's breaking He's trying down. to start a YouTube channel or something yeah. like that. He's, <laughs> he's moved on to something else. This reminds me when you beat the game already, so you start using the cheat codes. You're like, yeah. fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. I already beat it. Like, let's see how crazy I can get in this but game. But it's just like when, when you start a project and you just kind of like... Let it go, right? And then you come back and it's, it's still like going. when you leave your Xbox on, you know, and then all those GTA characters just keep walking yeah, around. Yeah, right, you know, right, right. Go, and that just gets the bizarro town. It's interesting. Okay. So let's get into, uh, we'll, we'll finish up on some spe- more spectacular shit. So you say, okay, so you got DOD slide saying that there's the, 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 that this is what they believe the reality is. 297 of them, yes. Right? It's weird shit, bro. I, I, I will tell you, I, I, I will say here, uh, I presented to s- uh, some of those slides to certain departments of the DOD, and I basically said, look, guys, let's not, you know, let's not bullshit here, basically. I, I ran the numbers myself. I took months and months and months to self-teach so I can stand here and say, I'm, you know, I know if you guys are bullshitting me, or at least I can try to. And, um, yeah, they basically went, a couple of them had a sort of face like, okay, what the fuck are we going to do with this guy? Other people were just like, okay, shit. So I, I, I cracked 297 of them on the back of a natural gas server. So... We're Someone in, in, in fairness, though, there was a particular person very high level in this field of, you know, UFOs, consciousness, physics, all of that in the field for many decades who passed away earlier this year. 
and those at the DOD know who this person is, but this person was a lieutenant colonel who um, basically was trying to scream for decades about this stuff. He was put under house arrest, things like this, a very, uh, later in his life, a very lovely man, and basically no one was really listening, so what he did was he basically put out a, if you will, a dead man switch, self-destruct, if you will, and sort of put these slides all over the place, and um, I, 45 minutes after I obtained them, the, uh, the website of this particular company went down, so... So, uh, how big can you go with your machine? Like, if you wanted to, like, go big time, like, I mean, can you? Or is there a certain I, amount? I, huh? I, it's truly unlimited with respects to I would need a lot of, um, a lot of microwaves and a lot of um, rheostats and a lot of uh, transformers. But I would, I would need a lot of them, but it could be, it, you can scale it. Yeah. But I mean, you'll set off alarms all over the place with these detectors they have, but you can scale it. Damn. Yeah. It's not, did I you, mean. Did you get a, yeah. Mac, did you use a Mexican when you went to Home Depot? Dude, he's from Canada. They don't have Mexicans. <laughs> oh, uh, to, to Toronto, man. No, I, I actually, <laughs> it was just the. You guys didn't keep just running. You guys didn't go over the border and then decide to jump another border. It was a, it was a combination of, of tungsten, copper, some nails, certain types of magnets, um, a couple things off of Amazon. Um, basically, that's some wood, sawed up wood. Um, some basic metal aluminum. That, that that was about it, essentially. Some some aluminum tinfoil, you know. Damn, bam. So let's get into this. C cancer, have you cured it? No, um, but <laughs> the same type of <laughs> the same type of energy has the ability to evaporate cancer cells. This was something I obtained as well um, from the server. It was a video from during the World War II that showed uh, mice and human beings cancers being cured. This was also in uh, two hundred those two hundred ninety seven slides. Um, under the French government, there was a particular individual that had basically used a combination of just like what Mr. Carlson said on Rogan, plasmas or plasmas with copper and some other things. Um, nothing that you couldn't find now, but basically putting people under basically. OK, if we have a cancer cell where my hand is, what they did essentially was take it's called essentially they took the time reversed version of that cell when it was once a healthy cell and then just slapped it over top of the cancerous one. And you can only have one cell in that particular, what's called vector threshold. And so you would literally within moments, just through light, harmonics, plasmas, and geometric arrangement of, co of copper, cure the person right there. So, and there, I mean, I can send, Sam, I can send you the videos privately and stuff like that, but, and, and the slides, but yeah. It's interesting, dude. You ever hear that uh, a lot of cancer comes from lack of B-17? Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I mean, uh, there's even a strong argument to be made with respect to even manifestation that a lot of cancer and other things, I'm just watching my words here for myself and for your show, um, that certain things may have actually been legitimate viruses at first, but then potentially manifested to amplify it, manifested literally using our thoughts. Do you believe in viruses? No, I not don't either, dog. Okay, we just came out together. <laughs> Me and Dave are afraid to admit it. Well, we have to look at just the same thing like with Adams, too. When we look into it, it's like when you walk outside and you say, okay, oh, it's snowing, right? What's snow? Well, okay, well, you could say it's a, you know, crystal lattice structure of ice, you know, geometries, uh, the blah, 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 blah. 
And then you zoom in some more. What's that? Okay, well, it's this and that. And then you zoom in some more. What's that? Well, eventually, going back to what I said about 10 minutes ago, it becomes like, well, we don't know. We have no idea. So it is it is very interesting. Now, I will say it is possible that in their their mad scientist labs, they created something airborne that could affect us. But again, when you, you guys show me the experiment where they made they took one virus from one host and put in another host and saw it spread. So can far, I, they can haven't. I take it one step further, Sam? Yeah. If if we go back to the whole thing of the ether and the way that it may be electric and magnetic, we could say fluctuations like waves. What if a quote unquote virus, just speculation here, was deliberately through a mechanism inserted onto a particular electromagnetic wave that then rode that wave the way a surfer rides a water wave to a, a populace of individuals? infected them and then through the psychological side the media propagates the scare the fear factor and then what ends up happening is more people end up being convinced that it's quote-unquote real which goes back to our talk from about an hour ago it becomes real for the ones that never even caught the thing in the way that one would normally catch one i think that's 100 percent possible that when you start to act like something's happening, it starts to happen. You mentioned you can manifest cancer. Do you mean like thinking about it or like, hey, do I have cancer? He literally you know? was just talking about it. You act like he talked about that a while ago. It's literally the last thing he talked about. I know, but I just, I just want to know like if he means like, because like, you know how sometimes you think you have oh, cancer sure, sure. and you go to MD Web and you're like, hey, okay. do I have this? Do you mean well, exactly I mean, like manifesting it like that? As in like. Can I give you yes, but if I may very quickly, I'll give you a prime example. Say I am a group of individuals, very malevolent, you know, piece of shit person that wants to suddenly infect the world with a virus of sorts let's say what i will do okay is and just to be clear if this goes on youtube this has been presented by people it won't okay all right sounds good so say for example i have a quote-unquote virus let's call it uh, an engineered something you know that messes with people but this virus gives out symptoms that are just like the common cold right now what happens is I then, using that same concept of riding the electromagnetic waves, I then uh, send out that virus to one place in New York, one place in LA, one place in France, you know, a little bit all over the place. And then what happens is that virus is deliberately engineered to only affect, say, three out of 10 people, but the other seven won't get infected through the virus. They'll get it. The real virus is what's being put across the internet and the media. And so they start to believe it. And then what ends up happening is through the fluctuations of the ether, the ones that are genuinely sick emit those bioresonant pheromones that the ether sucks up and then spits out to those that don't have it or are immune to it. But the the people that are so immune to it are manifesting without even realizing this same exact uh, set of symptoms. And then next thing you know, you literally have something that you think is the same thing the other person had. Now, I'll take it one step further. From a military intelligence perspective, you then get, for example, the media and the government and the health um, group to say, no, 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 this is complete nonsense. Don't worry about it. What you've done is you've now created a very, very strong sense of distrust between the people and the government. And if you are another country doing this, you didn't even need to invade that country. 
I think what you're talking about is the fact that I've said this forever is that propaganda is occult magic. That's my honest opinion. And that's why they're so scared of what they call misinformation or disinformation because they know how easy it is to get people to manifest shit. Now, what we talk about, like, you know, we're, we're going a little out extreme. I, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, Dave, but we're going a little bit farther out on this one, right? This isn't a, oh, um, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. like a uh, typical, like, Jimmy Dore show, you know, like. Of course, of course. Right? You know, so, like, we're going a little farther out on it. But they they understand that if someone gets some information, it could, you know, plant a seed that could grow and then if enough people start hearing it, it becomes a reality. And what you're saying right now is, so I I personally, guys, I don't think uh, at least I can't or I won't fall for a stupid story being put out by another government, right? What another government could do is tell us a true story about our government which causes us to distrust our government because they're doing some shady shit, right? Like, I don't, personally, I don't think people are that dumb that you could be like, oh, China could go be like, oh, dude, your government is just probing, or working with aliens to probe butts. And everyone's just going to start believing that our government is working with aliens to probe butts. Unless our government really is working with aliens to probe our butts. Do you yeah, understand what I I'm mean, saying? Like, yeah. that's why they're, they should be very nervous. Because well, the on. 6G stuff, sorry, the 6G stuff, it talks about, you know, this idea of a digital twin. Again, we're talking extreme here, but if you wanted to mess with a targeted individual, in addition to everything we just talked about, Sam, imagine someone says, holy crap, you know, I need some anxiety medication, something like this. They go to their local doctor or pharmacy when on the back end, that same country that is starting all this fuss, if you will, hypothetically, is tapping into certain people's medical records and slightly adjusting them. So whether, you know, the medication they're prescribed is of a lower or higher dose. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we know that's possible. Look at Kanye West and what he said about his personal trainer and how that guy goes in there and fucks these people up. I mean, like how many of his clients died? How many of them went nuts? A lot of them, dude. And he's a physical trainer. And he's got but Lizzo he's under just, him. He's yeah. a Canadian. He's in the M- Canada's version of MK Ultra. That's his job. So so what happens is Canada, They it's called Five Eyes, right? You got Canada, UK, United States, New Zealand, and... and uh, Mexico. No, not kidding. Mexico. And Australia. I, I would throw Israel in there as well. Okay. And I think people need to start looking at Israel not as one, like people want you to believe they all move as one. They don't. Look at what they did to their people with the four shots of boosters when they knew that it killed people. They still made their population get it. So they don't all move as one. But what happens is that all these countries spy on each other so they, they, they are able to backdoor privacy laws in the country. So why, why wouldn't they do that with secret agents? 
Why wouldn't they send a Canadian MK Ultra guy into the United States to fuck around with Americans? So there's plausible deniability. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then again, it, it just whether it's real or not, that plausible deniability angle has already sown distrust between the populace and the quote unquote, you know, the, the people they voted in to do their job. Now, we can argue about all that kind of stuff and whatever, but you see what I'm saying. You're right. This speaks to the idea of, you know, the kinetic traditional warfare. It's not that it's outdated. It's just last resort because things have become more of a mind game now. So, well, I'm with you on that, but I, here's my whole thing. I think it only sticks if it's true. I mean, look, I mean, like, yes, a large popular right. part of the population or, or what was presented as a large part of the population, which I think was progressive liberals believe the Russia shit. A lot of people are like, I don't believe it, or I don't think it's important. But because of how everything was structured at that time, where the mainstream media had Twitter on lockdown and all these social media companies on lockdown, even Facebook, look at what, before Trump, how big Facebook was. And after Trump, regardless of what you think of Trump, there was a big pushback against what Trump what they were doing to Trump, the 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 presentation yeah. of Trump, right? Right. So so there was able to push this narrative that after time people started going doesn't make any sense, and now nobody believes it. And if you right. don't believe it, you're seen as retarded. Just like if you wear a mask, still you're a retard. And I say that as a dumb asshole, not special needs people, <laughs> dumb assholes. Okay, so they're very afraid of misinformation when it's real, right? They don't exactly. care. So I was thinking about all these guys out here who, who like are edgy comedians who are really huge and like why they don't get dinged and why, I mean, will we all agree I'm shadow banned? Am I not? Am I being paranoid? Oh, you're pretty much canceled. I, I think you are. I know, it. I know it for sure because okay. I work with the videos on YouTube. Okay, yeah. so I am shadow why am I shadow banned when some of these other people that are doing what is seen as politically incorrect edgy is because they're talking about shit they don't care about. Are you dropping N-bombs? Are you are you making fun of uh, what? Did we lose him? You still there? Whoa. Whoa. He's gone. No, he's, he's back. back. I'm, I'm still here. Sorry about that. Okay. That was cool. We got, but the point is, it's like it's it's something I talked about in Union Under Wanted: safe, dangerous versus really dangerous, right? Like, are you talking about safe, dangerous shit? You know, like oh, political correctness, and you know, R's versus D's, or are you talking about real dangerous? Like, do you think they care about the Balenciaga shit? Do you think you can push that? Do you think that's in the middle? Do you think that's? I think that is a little bit of safe, dangerous, but it is. It, it it begins the road to dangerous, dangerous. I agree. Yeah, it, it's you're you're walking that line. There comes a point where you step over it. You're in the deep end, basically. Yeah. And if if one chooses to go in the deep end, I have nothing against it. But um, it, it's it, it's I guess a risk sort of reward type scenario where you have to ask yourself: Do you want to basically go out and expose all of it? But there's a good chance you won't you won't only get censored, but also disappeared? Or do you want to slowly, quote-unquote, leak it over time and play it a little more safer? I'm not saying either way is the right or wrong way. It's just a personal choice, in my opinion, too. 
Yeah, and that's it. So let's wrap it up here. I, uh, you know, we may be a species, you're saying, that rediscovers the same thing over and over again, which is very much a scene from The Matrix. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think it's quite possible, particularly when you look, for example, at a lot of the, um, I know this sounds super boring, it's something that I really enjoy, but you look at in the academic literature, particularly the papers from the 17 and 1800s and early 1900s, even up until the 40s, maybe the 50s, um, what you'll find is that a lot of these papers and what is now called, quote unquote, quantum physics and quantum technology, I get pissed off myself because, you know, they throw this word around quantum. It's like, what does it mean? Well, that's, in my opinion, part of the deliberate confusion of things on purpose. But ultimately, it shows that we are a species in my humble interpretation, that is rediscovering the same scientific, alchemical, and technological means and spiritual means that we have then applied in our society this cycle around, if you will. What I mean by that is if you look, for example, at the tuning forks in Egypt, it seems that the same way the tuning forks were used to cut through rock like a knife through butter are the same methods used. I'll give a prime example of a bio nanoelectronics paper from 2011 by Charles Lieber and a couple other ones. And basically, it, Mr. Lieber describes this technique as a quote unquote unique electromagnetic combing technique. Well, again, whether it's a combing technique or whether it's, you know, tuning forks to cut through a rock like a knife through butter, it's the same concepts being applied in different means in my opinion. Now, not, I'm not saying always the same. There's, you know, at the end of the day, just like uh, as in life, so to speak, there are certainly multiple avenues and I'm not claiming to have discovered all of them, not even close, multiple avenues to tapping this knowledge and energy. But at the end of the day, it's the same finish line. That makes sense. It does. And I, I, I agree with what you're saying right now. I totally agree with it. All right, Dave, I agree with it. This has been a great episode. You came in, you got weird, and then you got real good, and then you got good and weird. So I loved it. <laughs> I appreciate it so much, man. Thank you so much for having me on, and it's been a, it's been a pleasure, guys, to, to hang out with all of you. Well, it's always a pleasure. One more time, tell them where they can find you. Sure. Uh, mainly uh, because this is where basically I make my bread and butter. Uh, Patreon.com slash Generation Z, uh, Z-E-D, no space, no capitals. You type in Generation Z podcast on uh YouTube, Pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. You'll find me there as well, in addition to at Podcast Z um, on Twitter and Generation Z Podcast, no space, no capitals on um, Instagram as well. And I really want to thank you guys for having me on again. I really appreciate it. All right, brother. I appreciate you too. This has been a great episode. Again, guys, uh, go to samtribly.com, grab your tickets. I'm going to be on the road. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, we have a couple shows left. All nothing but bangers left. And so, but again, uh, as we said earlier, we just celebrated our sixth anniversary of the show. You guys changed my life. Without you guys, I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably be dead, and I'm not exaggerating. So I love you very much. Thank you for coming on this journey. I just want you to know that I take very, again, I take very serious this show and presenting you the best show possible. Sometimes the shows get a little like crazy and you never know, but shows like this today is like what this show's about. 
We we give you everything before everybody else talks about it. And that's where we are. And we like to have fun with it because what's the point of saving the world if you're miserable in it, okay? So we love you. Without you guys, this show wouldn't be possible. Without the swarm, I don't know where I'd be. I don't know where my family be. I love you guys very much. Thank you for the support. Here's to another hopefully six years. We'll see what happens. I love you guys very much. Take care and enjoy the holiday seasons. We go deep, homeboy. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.